This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. A man calls me up and he tells me he's having a little bit of a dilemma and he wants to know if I could help him solve this. Earlier in the night, the Matzah Shabbos, he turned to his wife and he said to her, you know, to Matzah Shabbos, I have some time to kill. I'm thinking maybe I should go out with some of my friends. So his wife said, okay. He's getting his coat on, he's ready to go, and then he's like, wait a minute. I know that sometimes she says okay and it, mean, it means okay, and sometimes she says okay and it means not okay. So he turns to her and he's like, which one is it? And she's like, no, you want to go? You, you could go. It's okay. You could go. So that made him even more confused. <laughs> so he calls me up and he says, what do you think I should do? Should I stay or should I go? So I asked him, did you spend time with your wife over the last week? Do you feel like she would appreciate if you stayed home rather than went out? And he thought for a minute and he said, if I'm being honest, I probably should stay home. But I had a hard week and I'm thinking I should go out with my friends just to let off some steam. So I told him, I think it's worth it for you to stay home tonight. Okay. Five minutes later, the phone rings again. This time, it's the wife. And she says, listen, I'm not interested in my husband staying home. So I said, let's be honest, you could probably use a little bit more time with your spouse. He wants to stay home. Why, why all of a sudden do you not want him to be home? She says, I'll tell you why. Because if he's not staying home because he wants to stay home, and he's only staying home because you told him to stay home, I don't want him home. Let him go out. Let him go out with his friends. If you're doing it for me insincerely, if you're doing it for me because you were told that that's what you should do, don't do it at all. Now this woman is echoing the voice of millions of women for thousands of generations. If you're not doing this for me sincerely, don't do it at all. And to a very, very large degree, she's 100% right. If you're not doing this for me sincerely, then don't do it. Don't do me any favors and show me, quote-unquote, that you love me when somebody else told you that this is what you're supposed to do for me. So she's, she's right to a degree. But there's an idea. And I want to share this idea, and I think it's an important idea, and this is the idea that I communicated to her. There's a Pasuk that says that Avram Avinu is sitting by his tent. And the pallet comes running. The pallet is the person who was running. He was the leftover guy. And he comes over to Avram and he tells him that Light, Avram's nephew, has been captured. Now we all know that there's a very famous machlekas over here, a very famous dispute as to who this person was. According to some opinions, this was Oig Malach HaBashan, who ultimately became the king of Bashan. And he was the giant. And Oig comes and he tells Avram, hey, your nephew was captured. And what was his intention? His intention was that Avram should go out to war with these four kings, get slaughtered, and then Oig will marry Sarai. Now, if you look in the Psukim, you see that it was actually a lot deeper than this. Because initially, Avram didn't even, under, even, didn't even understand what Oig was telling him. 
Ayyub was a fugitive. He was running for his life. He was literally half dead. By the time he gets to Avram's tent, he's about to expire. He can't even get the words out of his mouth. Yet what is, what is on his mind is the furthest thing from helping Avram Avinu. He wants Avram to die. This man is near death. And the only thing on his mind is, who there's a lady here that I want to marry. Let me go have her husband killed. And he communicates to Avram throughout a series of psukim that, that light was captured and that Avram should go out and do it. So this man is, he's really sick. Like if, if he was living today, we'd probably say that he has like a mad addiction and he needs to be cured and he has personality disorders and, and he's really like a, a sick individual. But there's another side of the coin. The other side of the coin says that the, 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 messen, the messenger that told Avram about light was a Malach. I believe it was Malach Michal. And why was he called the Pallet? Why was he called the Refuge? Because in the beginning of time, when there were angels that were kicked out of heaven, Hashem said, you guys have to go down to earth. One of those angels grabbed onto the wing of Michal to drag him into earth. And Hashem stuck out his hand and grabbed Michal and rescued him and kept him in Shemayim. So here you have an, uh, an argument. Who was the messenger? Was it light? Was it Aig, who was the worst person basically alive at that point in time, or one of the worst people, whose motivation for helping Avram was, was, was like the worst guy ever. It, it's like a person goes over to you and says to you, I have a great business deal, and he sells it to you for, for weeks and for months, and he's giving you spreadsheets, and he's like, this is the best thing, put your money here. And in the back of his mind, he knows, my whole kavana is to bankrupt you. So you lose all your money and I'll steal all your, your clients. Like, you're just a sick, sick individual. And then at the end, you happen to make money on the deal. Are you going to go back and thank the guy? You're going to be like, you sicko. Like, what is wrong with you? You knew that I was supposed to lose my money. Like, what is wrong with you? There's something really demented about you. Yet, the other side of the coin is that this is a malach. A malach, like a divine message that comes to Avram. And Chazal tell us the most fascinating thing in the world. That when somebody does something for you, even when they have malicious intent, but if you benefit from that person, even a little bit, you have to appreciate what they did for you on the level as though it came from a malach min hashemayim. That is it's unbelievable. I told this woman as follows. I said to her, your husband is not malicious. He's a little clueless, but he's not malicious. He doesn't necessarily realize that you need his time, his attention, his affection. He doesn't understand all the things that, he need, that you need from him. Okay, but he's not malicious. He's trying. He, he wants to be a good husband. So he's a little bit off the mark. The alternative here is that we both know what's going to happen. He's going to come in at 12 o'clock at night. He's going to start talking to you. Oh, I did this, I did that. And you're going to be fuming. You're going to have steam coming out of your ears. You're going to be like thinking in your mind, not only did you leave, but you didn't realize when I said that you should go that you should stay. So what's going to happen? He's going to walk in the door and you're going to be like ready to kill him. And he's going to be like, what, what, where did this all come from? So the alternative to, to this is a fight, is a disagreement. 
any marriage counselor knows that the goal of marriage is to get two people closer to each other, not further from each other. So you have a choice right now how you're going to deal with this night. And I encourage you to take the first choice. Recognize that although your husband didn't have the greatest intentions, although he's not 100% on the mark, realize, realize that at the end of the day, he's a good guy. See the good in what he's doing and recognize that if you, if you can channel what he's giving you, Shalai Lishma, he's only staying tonight because I told him that he should stay. You know what? You can have a great night with him. You can get closer to him. You could spend time with him. Play a board game. Schmooze. Go for a walk. Take, take a babysitter. Go out. Leave the kids at home. You can take this moment and do with it as you please. But you should know that if you use it the right way, you can make your marriage better. We all have moments in our marriages that are like this. Oh, you're just doing me a favor. Oh, you're just doing this. Yeah, okay. So I'm not a million percent on my game tonight. So, so we can't have a good night. So we can't spend time together. When you seize those moments where they have the ability to go left and you turn them right, you are the big person and you turn a good marriage into a great marriage. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.